1: Vince, we've got a lot more to discuss. Are you ready for rapid fire?
2: I guess, man. I'm, I am winded from all of the talk about this game for the last 48 hours. I'm ready to turn the page, baby. I just
1: wish I had an Audric Estime question that I could ask you at this
2: point. But. <laughs> now I'm going to come out of this show as like an Audric Estime hater. That is not the case, people. At all.
1: Okay, so let's talk about Ryan Day's post-game comments. I've been looking forward to this Oh, God, I all did not weekend. Want to hear this. Lou Holtz goes on the Pat McAfee show on Friday. It was live at Notre Dame, of course. And he said that Ohio State wasn't physical enough. So here is Ryan Day after the game. You're first going to hear the interview that he did, live TV on NBC, and then you're going to hear him starting off his post-game press conference. So two different Ryan Day uh, comments basically the same take
3: to you know where lou holtz is right now what he said about our team what he said about our team i cannot believe this is a tough team right here we're proud to be from ohio and it's always been ohio against the world and it'll continue to be ohio against the world but i'll tell you what i love those kids and we got a tough team ryan is this a lunch pail performance yeah yeah it was okay. and uh it was it was brewing for a couple days um You know, again, I I said it early, I'll say it again. A lot of people took a lot of shots at this team over the last 48 hours. And uh, it it really hit home to me. And, you know, the way that our team played, you know, not only did we physically get after these guys last year, but we did it again here at the end of the game. And I think it says a lot about this team. And, you know, I'm really upset and disrespected by what Lou Holtz said publicly about our team and Ohio State and Buckeye Nation. And we're not going to stand for that because that's not even close to true. We had one bad half. Couple years ago, up in Ann Arbor, we did in the second half. But so every game we play, and we're physical. We are. I don't know where that narrative comes from, but that ends tonight. This team right here showed toughness. They showed grit. They didn't give up, and they found a way to get that last yard. And I'm sick over those short yardages that we didn't finish. But but that's the game. And the last matchup game we were in, we were one play short. This play, we finished it the right way, and I'm really proud of my team.
1: So there's Ryan Day, and just a refresher: Lou Holtz said that. Everybody beats the teams that beat Ohio state beat them because they're more physical than Ohio state. So what do you think about day getting triggered by Lou Holtz, Vince D'Addario? Oh
2: if that's not the response of somebody who knows that <laughs> yes. if he lost that game, he was done for like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want to talk about hot seat and all that stuff like that. That's a guy who number one, has really thin skin and listens to way too much media. That's number one. Yeah. Number two,
1: probably a coach who, you know, would, would tell you that he doesn't listen to anything yeah. anybody says, mm. except that he comes shooting right out of the gate, right. talking
2: about listening to things that people say. Point number two is that that entire game, he was probably like, we're going to lose this game. And all of a sudden they wanted it at the last second. And the amount of relief that just like went off of his shoulders made him into a moron. Basically. Because he just started just spouting. And just, there was also uh, on Twitter of him just like pumping his fist and like getting the crowd. And, uh, he's just so excited. Uh, you know, dude, go back and watch the film. You are not the tougher team. You won the game. But handle it with some class, man. Like, right. are you really that triggered by an 86-year-old man who needs help to be standing? <laughs> like, you're really that triggered by him? Like, that's really pathetic. And it so by
1: the way, for those of you who didn't see the Holtz interview, probably like like Vince, I assume. So I saw it. You, you did fact. see it
2: after the fact. I, okay. I saw it. So said, you went back
1: with, yeah. and watched it after the fact. Did you yeah. notice, did you just see Holtz's comments, or did you see the whole context of the interview?
2: No, I just saw his comments.
1: So one of Pat McAfee's producers does a Lou Holtz impersonation. And at the start of every Pat McAfee show, this Lou Holtz impersonator ty schmidt who is one of the producers of the show does this lou holtz impersonation and he reads this whole disclaimer at the start of the show in a lou holtz voice Gotcha. and so he was the guy interviewing lou holtz and he wasn't just interviewing lou holtz he was wearing a lou holtz rubber mask and wearing a notre dame hat like lou holtz used to wear and he's interviewing him in lou holtz's voice so it's basically lou holtz Talking interviewing Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz gotcha. in front of a, an obvious Notre Dame crowd out right. there on the lawn between the library and the stadium. Just how seriously were any of us supposed to take this interview? You know, like he was asking questions and Lou Holtz was giving real answers, but it was like he's wearing a Lou Holtz mask. It's, its you know, it's almost like you're just, you know, kind of laughing, watching this thing the whole time. But Ryan Day is com- just completely triggered by this whole thing. You know, and they're so physical, by the way, they try to pass play, you know, the play before they ran for the touchdown. That's how physical Ohio State is that they, you know, they they had enough. They had so much confidence. They were going to pull a Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl and try to do a pass play to beat Notre Dame rather than run the ball in against Notre Dame. And of course, they ran the ball at the one place that there wasn't anybody on the field. That's how physical they are, though. Right. So it's just like you said, deep down, he knows. He knows how he, he, he knows he's, he just, he, he, he protests too much. Bill Shakespeare, you know, the lady exactly. don't protest too much. That's exactly yep. what it
2: is. He knows exactly where it is. Yep. Absolutely. Because if look, I'm not saying he would have been fired on the tarmac. Cause I know I, I'm just kind of responding to Archer. I'm not saying he would have been fired. I'm saying that seat gets red hot because you know, they would have underachieved going into that game because they were the favorite team going, you know, going on the road. They would have underachieved. And then all eyes look to Michigan. And so if he loses that game, then, you know, I'm sorry. His job was in jeopardy. It wasn't completely safe if he loses that game. I'm not, again, I'm not saying he gets fired immediately, but the pressure would have been on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Absolutely on. He's going to be feeling
1: pressure after they play Penn State, and he's going to feel it even more after they play Michigan. Because I just – I don't have confidence in him.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Learn more at
1: Marines.com. So now, Sam Hartman in his post-game press conference. Here's an interesting exchange that Sam Hartman had with one of the reporters from the Notre Dame beat after the game Saturday night.
3: Sam, on the, on the fourth down uh, early in the game, up over by the sideline, obviously they give it to you at first, but was there any concern in the moment that that could happen, or, or how would you would you do anything differently on that uh that run around the edge? Um, Yeah, if I would've got the first down, it would probably be the better thing to do there. Um, How would you do that? Uh, I'm not sure, Maybe you can let me know. And then just a a devastating loss, and you've had a lot of shootouts for the year. This was a different kind of game, but again, a a last second loss for you. I mean, um, just what's going through your mind as you're staring at the other team celebrating again? Um. Yeah. Frustration. You know, it's part of your game. And um again, it's a one week season here, and we're gonna bounce back next week.
1: By the way, I apologize. I, I had the uh, Marcus Freeman cover photo on there for the Sam Hartman. I uh, I didn't. Uh, I was in a little bit too much of a hurry. I guess this afternoon when I put that together. But uh, what do you think of that, Vince? I don't know if you heard the part in the middle where he's interrupted. You know, after the guy asked the question and he's interrupted about you know the the fourth and one play and he says he says how would you have done that he said i yeah. don't know maybe you maybe you can let yeah, me know you should
2: tell me yeah yeah, yeah yeah look it was a stupid ass question how about that i'm sorry what would you have done differently he answered you he answered your the first stupid down. question <laughs> he answered your stupid question right. with a legitimate answer i would have gotten the first down then how would you have done it what grown my feet longer like what do you mean how would? like that's a stupid question and I don't have a problem with the way Sam Hartman answered it. I really don't. It's a no. dumb question.
1: And you know, look, I I don't I don't typically critique you know the questions of of other guys because God knows you know that every once in a while you I stick know. your own foot in your mouth and whatever. But it's
2: just, I'll take it. If he, I'll be the one to say it was terrible. No, I, That's no you, bring it to no, me. I'm
1: asking the question. <laughs> I, I have no. problem. I just, <laughs> it was just a bizarre. How would you have handled that differently? Like, what was he supposed to say? You know, like, I guess he could right. have said, as someone said, lower my shoulder, whatever. But then to interrupt him while he's trying to give the answer right. and ask him how he would have done it. And that, like, what is Sam Hartman going to say? I don't know. Maybe you can tell me next time. And, but then he goes into the, well, you've never won big games before. Right. As, as if, as if somehow that loss was on Sam Hartman. As if right. somehow Sam Hartman made all these fatal flaws in that game right that cost notre dame give me a he didn't break. turn the
2: ball over give me a
1: break you know yeah, yeah. this isn't tony romo you know Mike, right. like never able to win a big game you know, i'll just i'll eat that one as a cowboys fan <laughs> it's you know what i'm saying it's 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 like that's sam hartman it there's no cause and effect there you can't pin this right. on sam hartman somehow into like and the thing is this is the here's the really bizarre part like the guy spent the week asking everybody about like the coolness factor of Sam Hartman. And then he wrote a story about, you know, (laughs) Sam Hartman is cool. But then at the same time, there've been other Mm -hmm. questions that have come up over the last couple of weeks about, you know, like when they went to NC state a couple of weeks ago, you know, like, how would you, how would you learn from all these done, you know, bad things that you've done in the past? And, you know, how do you learn from that? And it's like, I I just, if you're going to keep bringing that kind of stuff up, I'm I'm really surprised that Sam Hartman was sort of as restrained as he was with his responses.
2: It was that, that particular reporter asked a lot of negative questions and I don't like it to be honest with you, but I thought Hartman handled it as about as well as he could, because there's always going to be bad questions that are going to be asked. That particular reporter asked a lot of negative questions and, and, and I don't understand like what he's looking to get out of it. Most Reporters ask questions to help move their story forward or, you know, they've got an agenda for a story, right? I don't understand where he was going with those questions for his story. That's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. Are you going to write about what Sam Hartman could have done on the fourth and one run? Like that's your story. I, I, that, that's the part I don't understand. Or did you just want to see a kid squirming around up there? Like, I don't, I just don't understand why. Yes. So I'm not going to call out who it was. No. And I'm I, know not, it I put
1: it on the screen. Put it on the <laughs> screen. If you're watching the video, you can see I the know screen. Who it was. That's. So. So what about the fourth and one? The one where Hartman was originally, they said mm-hmm. on the field that he got it. Then they went to the replay, said he didn't. Do you think the replay officials were correct in, in uh, overturning the call?
2: I, I honestly don't. And I, I. I'm trying to be as neutral here as I possibly can. Number one, I don't think you send that to replay because those going out of bounds in that, like that's so hard to judge and it was called a first down on the field. There was not enough video evidence to tell me as I'm looking at it, that it was not a first down. So I don't think you even go to review. And then when you do, you don't have in concrete evidence that it's not a first down.
1: And that's the biggest problem with everything that happens in college replay on these kind of things. They're judgment call. They're they're letting judgment in the booth override what was judgment on the field. You can't let it, – it can't be judgment. It has to be black or white. Exactly. And it was not black or white. Because, exactly. you know, the way Blackledge – or the way the, the rules official explained it was – The ball was not, he had to get to the 17-yard line. He said, well, the ball wasn't to the 17-yard line when he went out of bounds. I beg to differ because one foot is, you know, like three inches inbounds and, you know, where he's hit by the Ohio State defender, and then he's pushed out of bounds. He takes one large stride that ends up on the other side of the, you know, the big white, you know, sideline marker, and the ball goes forward. So like, even though his body is going out of bounds, he has not stepped out of bounds. It's just like on an incomplete pass, the the clock does not stop on an incomplete pass that goes out of bounds until the ball touches the ground. And on a play like that, you are not out of bounds until your foot actually steps out of bounds. And then from that point, it's where the ball was when your foot steps out of bounds. But that's not how they called it because they said that, you know, They said that he wasn't to the 17-yard line. He was at the 16-and-a-half-yard line. He was past the 17-yard line where the ball is when his foot actually came out of bounds. So it was just a horrendous job by replay. There's no reason they should have overturned that. that. And you very rarely, and I realize we've got a lot of people who don't like the NFL, whatever, you rarely see those kind of calls overturned in the NFL because you're basically splitting hairs when you're talking about spots you had better evidence here that said that the call should have stood than Correct. the other way around
2: yes it was but a that's terrible not how call. they called it, yeah. it was a terrible call terrible
1: so how close is this game the Ohio State game to the feeling that you had after the Bush push game
2: oh I knew that was somewhere i I think I blew it early on when we were talking uh, and I apologize I said it I said it on Saturday night I had the exact same feeling after that game that I did after this game, the exact same feeling Really, that I felt like Notre Dame should have won that game and they lost it at the last second. It's almost identical, almost identical. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, 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 very similar
1: to me. It was different because now you've got an established Notre Dame program who I think feels like they should be winning these kind of games they went in with every reason to believe and i mean it was only what a three three and a half point spread yeah going in they had every reason to believe they should win those kind of games 2005 bush push you're still coming out of really bad tyrone Willingham, you know sure. 2003 2004 up and down everything else and this this was usc defending national champ they've been you know running college football for a year year and a half whatever it was and like you know they've got heisman trophy winners and you know leinart and bush and lindale what all those different guys i i still felt like there was at least some excitement to feel like notre dame was so close you know like they were back and they played against their biggest rival in this kind of game so i i like Personally, for me, I think that there was at least a little bit higher level of excitement. Not not nearly as much disappointment coming out of the Bush Push game compared to this one, because the expectation levels were just different.
2: I think a lot of that has to do with social media. To be honest with it you, it probably does. It probably you know does I mean? because there like, wasn't social media back. And then. How much negativity I was I've been reading over the last forty eight hours, like. And I think it just makes it even more ingrained in my head that they lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it. It it felt the same way to me from covering the team, from being a fan, because, and I, I guess I'm referring, you, you went a little bit more uh, big picture than I am thinking, I guess. Okay. I'm thinking like in the moment, like being on the sideline for the Bush-Push game and like thinking that they won the game, and then they get one more play and they, lo- they win it on the last play of the game. And it's like, Oh my God, that's devastating. Like that's what Saturday night felt like to be now. And it was
1: almost the same spot that that play happened. Yes, it was. It well, when you think somebody about said it.
2: that, somebody said that I made a, somebody said that in the chat during the post game show. And I, I think I made some smart ass comment about, well, there's only two end zones. So it had to be one or the other. It's a 50, 50 shot, but yeah, I mean, it was right there. And, I don't know. Both of those losses were devastating. And there are very few times in my life where I remember exactly how I felt in that moment. The USC game is one of those moments. USC was always remember. You talk
1: about glass case of emotions, man. Oh, (laughs) yes. It was all over the place. It's like the ball's shooting in the air and it seems like it's in the air forever. It's like, oh, they won. Yes. Hold it. What? You're putting time. What? Yes, what's
2: going on here? I'm telling <laughs> you, I like that's one of the moments for me. You know, my when I got married, kids are born, USC game, Cubs winning the World Series. Like those those are like the top ones for me. You yep. know what I mean? And now this Ohio State one is right up there. We'll we'll see how things progress this season, but right now that's right up there. It's right up there.
1: And that's the thing. They were so you know because like having having that USC as a memory, having you know some of these other you know close losses, close calls as a memory. You know again, like to really feel like this team belonging. And I think Crystal brought it up earlier. There's so much young talent on this team.
2: Oh, there are yeah.
1: there are many better days that are coming for this. And, and that's, that's what thing. you know like. Going back to what that. we talked about at the start of the show with Marcus Freeman. I, I I, don't want what I hope is like, nobody thinks, Oh, he's given up on Marcus Fre- whatever. That's, that's not where I'm going at all. Again, my point was with all the fan stuff right after the fact blaming all this. That was, that was the point at the beginning. There are so many better days that are still ahead of this program with the influx of talent that is going yep. to continue yep. to roll through the turnstiles that yep. it's, and there's, there's a lot of they're going to they are I have like a few years ago it's like oh I don't know have they reached their peak can they win these games can they compete in these games on the big stage it was a big question still sure but it uh, has like, been answered I, I I have I have a lot more confidence today than I did three years ago that it's, oh and that's it's going to happen accurate. it's going to happen and you're gonna it's and,
2: yeah yeah it's very rose colored glasses thing of me to say right now but I'm going to say it. There's a lot of football left to be played this year, guys. That's There's true a too. lot of football left for this true year. Too. And the team, look, Notre Dame is one spot away from can still being a top 10 team this year. right? Everybody's like, there was some people in the chat talking about, oh, I wonder what they're going to do at quarterback next year. They're still this year. like they're, A lot of those teams that are ahead of Notre Dame are going to lose. And if Notre Dame takes care of business they're going to have a chance to climb the charts. I'm not predicting college football championship. I'm not predicting any of that stuff. But what I am saying is there is a lot of football left. It is September 25th. We're not even in October, let alone November. Like, give it a second, okay? You are allowed to be upset. I'm upset. Be upset, right? But also understand that, hey, there's still more football to be played, okay? So let's see how Notre Dame does against Duke. That's going to tell you a lot about this team, about Marcus Freeman, about Jared Parker, about Al Golden, about da 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 all the way down the line. Wait for this Saturday night, folks. Just wait.
1: So there was a lot of talk about whether or not we would see a sea of red Saturday mm. night, and uh, well, just what what would you think? What'd you think of the uh, the red
2: presence? I thought it was pretty minimal myself. I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. You and I were standing outside of the press box uh, at the beginning of the game when the, when the stadium was full. We were out there kind of watching the band, the national anthem, and all that stuff, and the flyover. And it was, you know, we got that report, right? That 40% are going to be Ohio state fans. And, I'm curious.
1: You know. Okay. Ryan is saying 64. No, it Roy was not. Is saying 75, 25. I thought no. it was 15% at 15 at
2: tops. Yeah. Tops.
1: Now I maybe don't know if, you know, I don't know if Ryan was, was in the game. It was maybe more of was. a concentration on that side where, you know, by this, by the video board where the, 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 you know opposing people typically are and there was some red under the press box where we were that we really couldn't see i'm not saying there wasn't red but it was it was vast majority green inside there
2: oh my gosh 100 percent! like i'm trying to say 90 10 you've got uh i mean i gotta refresh now you took some pictures and you put them on twitter or you sent them to me ah crap i don't have it um let me see. See if you have them. Because I didn't see a whole lot of red in those okay. pictures. And I've got it on my phone, but I didn't. Update. Well, I've got some of the video
1: that I'm going to put. I don't think I've. Okay. No.
2: Well, either, either way, there was not as much red as I was anticipating. I would put it at about 15 if I was going to make an educated guess. Right. That's what I would say. Yeah.
1: Let's see let's see if I can pull this up here real quick. I don't know if it'll let me do this. No, it won't. I can't just put up a photo. It's got to be you got to share
2: the page, I think. I thought whatever. it was pretty good. I thought it was yeah. pretty good myself. Yep. Let's um let's
1: put this you know cuz all the talk going in about the green lights and I've got go. this is Look this is that. between the third and fourth quarter with the LED bracelets and all that stuff for the, uh, for people watching on YouTube right now. So you can see, you know, kind of the, uh, the different sections, one lights up green and then, you know, it's kind of back and forth. And what did you think of this
2: little light display between the third
1: and fourth quarters?
2: I, I actually put it on Twitter. I said it was a seven out of 10. Um, I was, it was cool. I yeah, like, you can kind of see, I like,
1: you can go, sorry to cut you, you off. The, you can yeah, see no, you some see of the, the red there. Yeah. Like you also see, like at the top, there's a lot of red. They ain't wearing the bracelets, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like people in red aren't wearing the bracelets, and you can like, see a at lot that. of green.
2: Flashing. That's a ton, a ton of green. Yeah. So, again, I I think that it was a it was cool. Um, it's obviously really only for this part of the of the thing. You know what I mean? Like they were trying to do it during the game. And when the actual lights are on, you just can't see them very well. You know what I mean? And so that part fl- was a little flat. Um, yeah,
1: I thought it would have helped if they had, you know, like these lights up here on the press box that are flashing. Yeah, white. Like if they had it, killed and they those. Were,
2: yes, that would have been like better. it should have been. It, and those should have been
1: green. I think
2: like th- that should have been guessing, green as well. Well, you know why those lights were on, right? No. They're totally on so that the coaches and the players can see what they're doing. They're, the, total, the, they're 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 shining. They're these, shining on the players. The
1: white flashing lights. Okay, I guess the, that makes the, the, sense. The,
2: the white ones at the top of the press box. There, they're yeah. shining the ones on the that players. are players.
1: The ones that are flashing, not the not the. Oh, I'm talking about the ones. Okay. See how it's like the lower level of the press box. Oh,
2: those yeah, those, those were uh, that are that, flashing. The ribbon. That was the ribbon. Right. That's what I'm yeah, talking okay. about. Oh,
1: okay. what I'm I saying is about that should have been. No, gotcha. what I'm saying is that should have been green as well, because sure. I think it kind of threw off the visual yeah. effect of, of the the LEDs a little bit. But I thought it was pretty, you know, it was pretty good. You know, we're doing this on silent because if we play the music, <laughs> then our so video loud. is going to get flagged and it'll get taken down. So we oh, play didn't the think music about that. that, they were playing. Yeah,
2: didn't even think about that.
1: That happened during training camp. I shot some video and they had music going. And
2: really, yeah,
1: we got flagged and Brian had to go edit some stuff out. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was you know pretty yeah. pretty solid all the way around. Uh, you know, I, I thought that you know again could have uh, been ratcheted up just a little bit just with the visual, but yeah, uh, it was a
2: it was a good job. I wanted some. I don't know the music. I felt like needed to be I don't know, a little more hype like the first time they did this i think it was last yeah. year or whatever like the players loved it they were all dancing around having a great time i looked down at the sideline did not see that um i don't know like okay, i'm pick i'm be, i'm being i'm i'm being very picky i'm splitting hairs it was still a cool atmosphere i thought the atmosphere in the stadium all night long yeah. was really really good though yeah really really good
1: thought it was solid it was like from the from the minute the game kicked off Sitting yeah. in the press box, you know, they did have the little ventilation windows open at the top of the, the press box, you know, so you can kind of hear the sound outside. You could, you, you know, you could definitely hear the crowd in
2: a way that you don't yeah. usually hear the crowd. Almost a home field advantage.
1: Almost, but I didn't see a lot of false starts by Ohio State either. You're right. So. They had one
2: that they got all excited about and like put this, you know, the special video up there about how loud it was. And then there was nothing after that. Right. So. Right.
1: All right, well, thanks for being here tonight. This one flew by. I've got to let Vince get going so he can prepare for his next show here in a little bit more than a half an hour with Brian upon further review. So got that coming up. We'll have more, of course, over the course of the week as we lead up to Notre Dame and Duke coming up this Saturday. Four consecutive night games. and We'll talk a little bit um, about that on tomorrow's show, the fact that the Louisville game is going to be a night game as well. So... (sighs)
2: Yes. I had the same reaction that Marcus Freeman had, by the way,
1: because I'm not tired enough today.
2: You know, <laughs> seriously, I'm still not. Like, I was exhausted all day today. You know what I mean? Because Sunday's yeah. like the work around the house day, and you know, it's like all these time other change.
1: Like, I feel like time change right now.
2: That was that was rough. That was rough, and that was only one. <laughs> we got three more to go. <gasps> Hit
1: that like button, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on IB Nation Sports Talk.